Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Gibberish, or do you really know what you're talking about? Hello, welcome along, anybody out there. Welcome to our very first special. Um, yeah, our first special. Yes, we've made it. We've got to the end of the Who incarnations, and we've always said we'll do a special, and uh, and here we are, the Sontarans. Yes, the potato-headed buffoons themselves. But are they buffoons? This is something well, we're going to be talking mm. about. Yeah. Yes. So this is going to be slightly different to, to normal. We're not focusing on one story because if we did, if we focused on every story, you know, like we traditionally have done with the adversaries up until now, you're yeah. going to have like a six-hour. Well, can you epic. imagine when we get to the Daleks or the Cybermen? Hmm. It will just be non-stop. I had thought, you know, that when we finally do reach Daleks and Cybermen, we're going to have to have like a, a 60s Dalek yeah. one, then a 70s Dalek, and then an 80s. And maybe black not. Black and white Daleks. Black and white, Daleks, yeah. Yes. Movie, high def Daleks. Movie yeah. Daleks. That's true, yeah. We've got to cover the movies at some point. We have, we have, yeah. So, yeah, we. Now, the reason we uh, are doing the Sontarans as our first, you know, cross doctor adversary is all down to Matt. Matt, our friend Matt, the originator of Neo's As Productions, which uh, are, is responsible for this podcast. Um, when I an, an, initially, you know, uh, floated this idea of doing this podcast past him, he said, yeah, all right, we'll do it as long as I can be on the one with the Sontarans, right? Fair enough. Yes. Well, well that hasn't come to be where is he he's not here um yeah he is a sir not appearing in this film um no uh i'll explain towards the end what's going on with all that all right he's here in spirit yes he is in spirit and and the reason we have the sontarans as our very first um you know biggie is down it's funny that i I call them the biggie and they're pretty much the shortest uh, adversary, well, I think we'll ex- ever talk except about. Except when they're not. <laughs> except, yeah, a, a couple of times, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, Sontarans um, are a clone race, are they not? Uh, yes. So they're a clone race, but that doesn't necessarily mean they all look the same because every time we see them, they look completely different. I've thought of a way around it. Fingers. Well, I, I mean, you could say that they're a clone race, but they still have to have genetic material for the clones, so they've got lots and lots of different ones so that they get some because you wouldn't want all the same soldier, would you? Because what if he's a useless soldier? There you go. I mean, You've yes. Time. Yeah, they, they are cloned, but there's, there is an original donor at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so so you can have variations, <laughs> I think. So he's going to say there's an original donut at the beginning. So like, well, that explains it. <laughs> or a donor kebab. Yeah, <laughs> yeah donor kebab. That so would explain the colour if they're based on kebabs. Yeah, they do look a bit kebabby, don't they? Kebabby. Is that kebab- a word? Well, we've always... Well, we've always wondered where that huge lump of meat in a kebab shop comes from. What animal? Is it a Sontaran? Sontaran. It could be yeah. a Sontaran thigh. Could be, yeah. Because they, they, look, they look a bit chunky, don't they? Very much so. Perhaps that's why they hate humanity so much. 
what, because we eat them? Yeah. With a bit of lettuce? Do you think they're well, averse could, to lettuce? I think, I don't, can't see them. Sontarans don't like salads. I can't see that. Um, the, uh, also, they, they, they probably hate us because we, we eat their young, don't they, in uh, boiled potatoes and roast yeah, potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, you said don't, don't like boiled vegetables. I mean, when you, we finally see a root on, looks yeah, like an iceberg sprout, lettuce yeah. or a Brussels yeah, or, sprout. Yeah. yeah. I think we're onto something. Yeah. Or we're, we, we're just hungry at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we've got this military race, this clone yes. race, a military race dedicated to warfare and conquest and all that. And, they don't uh, seem very good at it, do they? Well, the fact that they've been at war with the Rutons for, what, thousands of years, they can't well, be that yeah, good. Thou- yeah, I mean, that, that is one question I suppose we should address, is how long has this bloody war been going on for? Well, it's um, centuries. Well, it's got to be, because... Because we, it, it's certainly going on in the 12th century, isn't it? In, yes. In the first story, and it's going on after the Earth has been devastated by solar flares and then recovered. Yes. So a fair bit. I did. Um, I don't know. I don't. I, I was watching a YouTube clip earlier, and it was someone talking about the history of the Santarans, and I don't know how canon this is, or whether it's from like a big Finnish or something like that. You might, you might have done some research, but they were sort of saying that the. It, the Santaran War with the Rutans started in 3300 BC mm. when the Rutan, Rutans invaded Sontar. They're called Sontar? Sontar, yeah. Yep. Yeah, their planet. Uh, and they were about to be beaten, but the Doctor was there and he's the one that came up with the cloned army idea. I mean, it sounds ghastly to me. But I hope that's not in a novel or something. I hope that I is just a fan finish, theory. Yeah. Mm. I hope um, not. I hope not. Because that is kind of rubbish. It's, it's poo, and it? It's what we hate about Doctor Who. Yeah. That the Doctor has basically done everything. I yeah. mean, at some point it will turn out that he designed the Dalek casings or something. I can't see it, because if that theory is true, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen that the reason they are so short and stocky is that they are from a high-gravity planet. Yes, true. You know, so the Doctor can't go to Sontar, because he'll be crushed, wouldn't he, by the gravity? Uh, oh, I'm sure Time Lords are... Got some built-in. No, it's something on the TARDIS. It's something yeah, on the TARDIS the tar- that projects a it. Damping field, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Some nonsense. Some or he waves the screwdriver. Yeah. Yeah. But I just don't like the idea that that the Doctor has been had a hand in everything. No. No. It, no. Yeah, I, I don't like that. I prefer it when the Doctor's uh, you know doesn't know much about it. Like when we when we first when we first meet the Sunflowers with links and that. Um, John Pertwee's doctor knows a bit about them, but it's not. He don't. He doesn't ever go. Hey, I did them. I designed them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, it's what you said last week. You know, yep. the idea that the doctor is a traveller who stumbles across. Yeah, that's things. What I like. That's what I like too. Yeah. yeah. When um, when did you first become aware of the Sontarans? Because this is one of again one of my earliest. Doctor Who memories is oh, it's Time Warrior. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. my, my two abiding memories is him taking his helmet off and the tongue keep coming out. Yes, you know, yeah. he's uh, he's definitely got dry lips, hasn't he? Yes, yeah. Um, yes. Before we get into the Time Warrior, uh, yeah. I was just thinking when you were saying about you know it's been going on for bloody forever this this war. Maybe maybe the the Sontarans and the Rutons are like the Daleks and the Movellans, you know, they're, they're at an amp- impasse. They're, they're, they can't break the yep. stalemate. But that's a bloody long stalemate. It's a long stalemate. And at what point do you go, you know what, let's just give up? I just don't think they're very good. I think they're both useless warrior races. 
you are far more knowledgeable than me, right? And you know the, what about <laughs> about Sontarans. Oh, right. Okay, um, they have this weak spot, don't they? Yes, at the, back the probic vent. The yes. probic vent. It's it's how they get their energy, isn't it? It's yes. how, how yeah. they feed pure energy through there. Well, I hope it's I hope it's the tube for stuff going in rather than stuff coming out. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's a yeah. I mean, if how you on Tarans poop? Well, well you don't poop if know, if all you're ingesting in is energy. Yes. There is no byproduct on energy. Yeah. No. No poopage. No poopage. So there's no, like, flap on their suits of armour at all. There's no zip no. or anything like that. All right. Uh, that, that went somewhere I didn't think it was going to go. Yeah, uh, that's my, what was your, your my actual question <laughs> yeah. was... the probe about their poop. No, no, no. The probic vent thing, right? Yes. In New Who, the reason given for them having a probic vent it, so exposed and vulnerable like that is no Sontaran can turn that, uh, uh, and flee. They can't yes. turn their back on the enemy because then they make themselves vulnerable. Is that a new Who invention, or no, was no, that? No, that was. I mean, that's mentioned in the Time War, isn't it? That, that the Doctor's when he's saying uh, rather loudly, so that uh, is it Professor Rubish can uh, Rubish yeah. over here, and he's saying about the Sontarans have one weakness: the probic vent on the back of their neck. And Link says, um, sort of as a byproduct of that, it means we always have to face our enemy. Ah. Uh. <coughs> I, I'd why forgotten not, that bit. Why not just put a little bit of a cover over it? You're like a cricket box on the back of the neck. Yes, but also that's that's fine if you're in a like a medieval warfare. But if you're yeah. in a vehicle, you you can turn around and you're not yeah. exposed unless every vehicle's got their version of a probic vent as well. What I don't understand is is why does it incapacitate them if it's just their energy socket? Mm. Why would like kicking them in the three pin plug cause them to go down? I don't mm. I don't get it. Why is it so? Why is it a sore point for them? It's a very sore point. In, yeah. in yes, very. indeed. All right. So, time warrior. A warrior. A warrior from the stars. You come to challenge me, sky warrior. Fight your life, captain. What creature is this? It is a devil from hell. Fear not. I shall not harm you. It speaks. Who are you? Where do you come from? I am a Sontaran officer. My name is Lynx. It says a Saracen. I have heard tales of his Eastern magic. By virtue of my authority, as an officer of the Army Space Corps, I hereby claim this planet, its moons and satellites, for the greater glory of the Sontaran Empire. Um, yes. um, Time Warrior is the very first time we ever see a uh, Sontaran, and, and it's Robert Holmes, isn't it? Yes, Robert Holmes. Brilliant, brilliant story, brilliant script, and it's good ideas. You can tell it's early Robert Holmes because there's no double act really. Well, apart from the Doctor well, and Sarah. There's, well, there's I- Iron oh, you've got Iron and Gron and his mate. His yes. Oh, all right. I'll take that bit back. Alex, what's his name? Iron Gron and. And but he's good. They're, they're really good double act. I mean, um, David Dacre. This is just excellent. I love him. Do you know who was the first choice to play at Iron Gron? Oh, I don't know. No. Uh, Bob Hoskins. Oh, right. well, he could have played Santara. Oh yeah, he, 
Yeah, it would be a brilliant. Yeah, we didn't get that till later, did we? (laughs) Yeah, and that wasn't a good thing. That wasn't a success. Perhaps that's the reason they didn't. Yeah, uh, another little uh, fact before we talk about the Time Warrior is, did you know, you must do because you must have the book, but Terence Dix's uh, novelisation of the Time Warrior, uh, Lynx has actually got a first name. Oh yes, it's something strange, isn't it? It's Jingo. Jingo, Jingo Lynx. Jingo Lynx. Yeah, no wonder they, that sounds like a, a, a aftershave body lotion stuff, doesn't it? it uh, well, both of them the separately yeah, sounds sound like true, it. Yeah, yeah Jingo and um, Lynx. Yeah, I, I, I can see. I mean, if that is his name, no wonder he didn't tell people that. Hmm. I'm yeah. Jingo. Yeah. Are you? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Time Warrior. So, um, when, when, if that's the case, then, you know, in halfway through the story, he gets tied up mm. uh, and then escapes. Is that Jingo Unchained? Oh, very good. That's not Sorry. bad for this time of night. Yeah, it's just not bad. Yeah, is it? I'm quite, I'm quite impressed. I'm quite impressed. So, yeah, um, Time Warrior. Uh, yes. Uh, we're introduced to our very first Sontar and Lynx, who has crashed on Earth. Uh, apparently, his ship, his brilliant round spaceship. Yes, um, um, right. good, good design. Really, um, in fact, I mean, everything in this is really well designed and looks quality. Doesn't, doesn't it? look cheap at all, any of it, doesn't does it? Doesn't look cheap, no. And I love the fact that when, when Lynx comes out and he plants his flag, there's a little, um, <laughs> a little fanfare, a little, like... Uh, National anthem. I love that. Where is it? We where don't have, get that enough. Yeah. Where is it? Where is it? Uh, I I have written brilliant staff plopping open with a dink yeah. as Lynx pro- proclaims the Earth and all its satellites for the glorious Empire. It does. It goes dink. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so it's, pathetic, but it, it it's is. so sweet and charming. It is, and it's all. I mean, it's like. He's bound to win, hasn't he? He's got a flag. Yeah. <laughs> He's got two flags. There's got two, a flag yeah, either side. Pennants, yeah. They, yeah, they what I down. Is, is again, it's world building, isn't it? So we're, we're not we're not told a huge amount about the Sontarans in this story, but it's enough that the entire back, you know, the entire race is suddenly believable. You know, yep. Just little snippets here and there. And you know, just looking at that costume, that this hasn't been, you know, cribbed from, you know, no, the no, historical look. This is bespoke, bespoke outfit um, yep. made, and it does look quality, doesn't it? It looks amazing. I was just, I was just watching on YouTube. Couple, there's a few people have strung together all the clips, and you can just see the quality ebbing away mm. <laughs> as it goes on. But this, at this point, this is a brand new uh, costume. Like you say, it's not. They've not gone into the. Um, the, the store cupboard and just picked what they want. This is brand new costume, a brilliant helmet, brilliant design of mask. John Friedlander, brilliant, absolute fits to perfection on yep. Kevin Lindsay's face. It's so well blended around the eyes and around the mouth. This is, I think, this is probably the the best that the the effects got in Classic Who. It it, it is terrific stuff, yeah. and and you know it's burnt on your brain oh, isn't it you always remember it yeah everyone of a certain age remembers the potato headed people yes and it's because of this and it's it, and it's mainly down to that episode one cliffhanger ending yep yep you know when he takes his helmet off and um you know and because you you always think of links when you think of the time warrior it's it's a surprise when you watch it again and you go oh bloody hell doc cotton's in it you know yes and, yeah that's oh bloody hell boba fett's in it yeah 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 i love the fact that boba fett is um He's he's wearing like a Robin Hood knockoff. Everyone else is dirty and grimy. Yeah, uh, and he's where he's dressed up like he should be slapping his thigh. You know, oh, 
we're off to storm the castle, lads. He's, he, yeah. he's got total, do you use Timothy hair yes. as well? Yeah, he's got yeah. lovely hair for that. He's got ages. lovely hair. Um, yeah, and... and also, we've got, like you say, we've got Iron Gron and um, Blood Axe. That's, that's him. I knew there was and an axe in it. They're brilliant. And I love, I love the fact that Blood Axe is totally devoted to Iron Gron and thinks he's a genius. Mm-hmm. And when he says, uh, yours is a towering intellect indeed. <laughs> and you know, he means it. Compared to everyone else, Iron Gron is a, yes. a, a, a genius. It's just, unfortunately, everyone else is thick as brick. Yeah. Um, the only, I think the only, the one thing, and... and to be fair, it's not a big thing, but the one thing that lets this story down, it's the only thing that's bad in it, is the guard outside the castle in the last episode. I thought you was going to oh, say the robot. The first episode. Yeah, no, oh, no the, ro- well, the robot's silly, but has grown on me. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, the robot is a silly plot point. Um, that that smacks to me of Terence Dick's script editing that robot. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, at the end, when, when they're creeping back into the castle and Sarah's goes sneaks past the guards and goes past him and, and the guard I don't know he's not an actor is he he's, no. when he's going oh Iron Grano will have her tail ha, ha, ha. Yeah. it's just awful never get extras to speak no no there's a reason you you pay to stand there to yes yeah um, you said about you know the quality of, of the suit um, yeah. and in the original script it says Lynx wears Sontaran space armour not unlike a gleaming sophisticated version of the knight armour of the period and yeah it, it, it yeah. is a sophisticated costume definitely yeah, I'm, I'm glad they didn't go down the he was just wearing a chrome plated you know suit of armour it's close enough done, yeah it's yeah. close enough that you know Iron Gron and all the others yeah, would think that he exactly. is a, a knight you know yeah um and i like the way you can never really tell um you, you know is is it gunmetal is it silver you know it yeah. keeps changing because of the lighting doesn't it so it's it's what the Santaran suit is one of those nightmare ones if you're a modeler i i got one from yeah. comic miniatures that yeah, that I, that pewter one or lead yeah. one and it's like what color is it then yeah, yeah i can remember that Mm. Um, I like on the helmet the fact that you've yeah. got ventilation holes yes. uh, between the eyes and the fact that the eye holes are very narrow and very wide I mean it's not I mean you you look at many helmets it looks like it's there for a human face underneath yeah this, you know? this isn't I mean the, the shape of it the shape of the shoulders the shape of the eye holes this is it's designed for a Sontaran face and not a human face I love the fact as well that because the helmet's not glazed or anything and you can see that Kevin Lindsay has got the mask on under the I mean it was terrible for his health wasn't mm. it? But, oh, mm. but they could so easily have done just the helmet without the mask on underneath but they made the poor sod wear the mask and it, it's good because we don't get any shots of human eyes looking out no no and and you know shortly we'll be talking about the invasion of time and you can clearly see in the invasion of time just when he's going to take his helmet off because you can start to see bits of the mask through the eye holes but you don't hear at all do you no this is again this is quality that season season 10 is you know they they just i know they didn't pump money into it but they pumped so much effort into it Mm, yeah i've got a quote from uh, John Friedlander here, yeah. all right, and he says that uh, um, Jim Ward was in charge of the show's effects, but I got asked to submit a sketch of Lynx at a production meeting for the for the story. I think that w- this was the first time I'd worked with the costume designer James Atchison, 
who had also done a drawing of what he thought the Sontaran would look like. When we compared our two drawings, there were close similarities between the two, so we knew we were on the same wavelength. In the end, I provided the latex head mask and the three-fingered hands, whilst the contractor provided the fiberglass helmet and neck piece. James Atchison did the main costume, the belt and the boots, and Jim Ward made the gun and the handheld language decoder prop. It was a team effort, although I never liked the finished result. I think he's uh, underestimated himself there. Well, this is the man who comes up with links. He comes up with the sea devils and God knows yeah. what else. And he's not happy with them, you know. But that that's the sign of a perfectionist, isn't yes. it? Yes, yeah. And he's always striving to make it better, which is, it, I think that's brilliant. But no, I think, I think with hindsight, he should be very proud. Very much so, yes. I do like that, that no one at the BBC had could work in latex and they had no latex ovens no it just seems so <laughs> primitive now doesn't it mm. i've got another quote from jim ward um who said that john friedlander was an excellent sculptor he made the head and hands of the sontaran creature called lynx as a as a as a collaboration with the costume department i designed various props and pieces of equipment for the show including Lynx's handgun which concealed a battery in its barrel to power the bulb at one end. I can't remember going on location to Peck Fort and Castle in Cheshire but I suppose I must have done. Incidentally visual effects didn't construct Lynx's spaceship it was made by the scenic department. It's just amazing it shows that the the the, the BBC at the time which was so compartmentalised and sort of written that when it did work it worked mm. you know it worked well so you've got all these different people bringing their a game to this show and i think it's also because at the time Doc, doctor who was huge at this point wasn't mm. it, it oh was, yeah it was it had broken over into mainstream it was a bit like the tenant era later yeah. on where everyone y- your mum your aunt everyone you knew watched doctor who on a Saturday mm-hmm. yeah. and talked about it and i think this this shows it's that these people were proud to work on the show and they put their best efforts in and boy does it show I, I, I mean one of the appeals for me with the Sontarans and especially with Lynx is you know the, the genius idea of making his head so massive and so wide that his eyes appear tiny don't they yeah you know they do yeah I just love the fact that his helmet is the shape of his head it's, mm. it's just that's brilliant because like, mm. when, when you first see it and he takes it off you don't expect expected to be a humanoid or something like that yeah mm. a human face and it's uh well it, it's just so memorable and like i say the fact that it all blends together and kevin yep. lindsay's performance is it's just amazing yes and of course this this first mask uh the top lip had a flap on it which yep. was glued to kevin's top lip so yeah. you, you know it moved when he, he moved and also you know yes he, he could quite you know grossly stick his tongue out yeah which he did quite it's a, a bit it's a great effect also i love the fact that there's just random hairs and whiskers sticking out of this yeah there's face. hairs around um, the mouth yeah. aren't, aren't there there are and something that that they never got right again to my mind is the colouring the colouring it looks organic yes um, it doesn't look like a latex mask it's it's really well done he's blotchy he's loads of different shades of brown mm. um, it's just it's just top notch stuff it, it's funny everything you said there you know yes 
I totally agree with. But when we get to the new Sontarans in New Who, of course, now they've got latex and they can do it much, much more uh, um, sophisticated and realistic. And yeah, you watch it on HD and yeah, you, they've, they've got all the pores in the skin and that. But I still prefer the Lynx version yes, over definitely. the new versions. I think, I think the new versions are just too overproduced. Mm. You know, it's... Yeah, everything's got a little bit easy, I think. The, the, this, this is presumably was a struggle and they had to put a lot of effort into it. Um, whereas, like you say, nowadays, the, the smallest effects house will have latex specialists. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, it, technically, it's head and shoulders above what we've got here. But it doesn't work half as well. Everything we've been saying about, you know, visually how the Sontarans work... Um, we haven't said anything about Lynx's character, which is a, no. another part of what makes him such a yeah, this, a memorable this adversary. Because, yeah, he's he's shades of grey. He's realistic. He's uh, inquisitive, vindictive, snidey, proud. Yep. He he's a fully rounded character. Yep. he's not a monster. You know, he's a fully rounded character, and it's and Kevin Lindsay treats him as such. This is an acting part. Yes. Compare, and compare this to say Derek Deadman's. Oh, Derek Deadman's on his way. Yeah. But, yeah, he's coming. Yeah, but I mean, you know, the script, you, the lines, the delivery. Yeah. You know, the how you know when Lynx meets Sarah Jane and and yep. notices, oh, you've got a, a primary and secondary reproductive cycle. It's inefficient. You should change it. Yeah, he says to Iron Grun, as if Iron Grun's got any way yeah. of actually changing yeah. it. You know, and he notices, yes, your hair is finer and your thorax is of a different construction. This is intelligent writing, isn't it? Yeah, it's very intelligent. And also, also I love the scene where um, it, it cuts to Iron Grun saying about. Uh, Lynx, what, a, uh, what an idiot he is! If, if only he didn't need him, and then it cuts straight back to Lynx saying exactly the same thing about <laughs> Ingram. It's it, it's so well written. Yeah, this was Robert Holmes at the top of his game, wasn't it? This is just before he became script editor. Yes, and yes. you can see why they offered it. In, oh, it's you? a cracker! It, it yeah. really is. Um, you said earlier, yeah, the Doctor, the third Doctor here, he knows of the Santarans, yes. although he doesn't actually say he's ever you know fought them, but he knows of them. Um, we don't know when, but we do find out later um, in a yes. later story that he, he actually encountered them earlier than the third Doctor. He did, yeah. He encountered them as, as Pat. As Pat, or maybe William, but yeah. Pat's just remembering that. We don't know. Um, so, yeah, no, he is a brilliant character. Um, yes, this war it goes on, yeah, for hundreds, maybe thousands of yep. years the Sontarans don't have time travel capability for themselves, but he is able to use, what, what did he use? An osmic projector. Osmic projector, a primitive time-shifting device or something, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bloody, bloody good machine that it can actually reach forward, find somebody that would have the yeah. knowledge, and bring them back. Yeah, again, it's a, it's a clever planet. It's, very, it's almost Terminator-y, isn't it? So, so he's stuck in the... the uh, the 12th century and he hasn't got there's no there's no scientist about there's no science um so he does the best he can with what he's got which is to try and reach into the future to find out some humans for when they can repair his ship mm. um it's really clever you you almost think though that with this technology how have they not won the war yeah 
Yeah. Because, I mean, all he wants to do, basically, is take off and, yeah. and, and get back to the battle fleet. But while he's here, because he is a military type and everything's conquest, he decides he is going to nab the planet for the glorious Sontaran yeah. Empire. Well, it's, you know? at this point, it's a pointless planet. and It's a useless in yeah. war. It's too far. Uh, right now. Uh, but I do love the fact that... Because the Doctor does offer to to help him fix his ship and get him on his way, but... I love the fact the doctor describes Linux as that he's he can't help himself. He's like a, a schoolboy uh, meddling with ants. Yes, he just cannot leave this. It's like whoa, whoa, bit of a ruckus. Yeah. Um, again, really good. That that this is the one enemy we meet where the doctor could help them out to no detriment. Because mm. because it's not like Lynx is, you know, he doesn't want to kill anyone, does he? He doesn't want to. Uh, destroy the planet. He doesn't want really want to take it over. You get the feeling the paperwork alone would yeah. be bad for him. Um, but he, he, his pride and his natural warlike sort of capacity just can't take the doctor up on that offer. I do love as well that because this is the first time we hear Gallifrey, isn't it? Yes. Um, and I love that uh, Lynx sort of says they're a, what is it, a, a feeble race with no warlike capacity, prime for invasion. Yes. It's like yay. Yeah, setting that up. Yeah. 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 No, I, I no, I the, the Sontarans we're first presented with. I, I love them. I, I love the whole I idea of them. I, I love the fact that um, you know um, they are. You could see this race in a Judge Dredd story. They are comic book worthy you know and that i yes. think that's why they work so well when you oh. had those backup strips in doctor who yes. weekly oh, yeah, and monthly yeah. you know and also totally serious yeah the doctor's scared of them at times it shows that they're a credible threat and they're played 100 percent serious there's no wah, 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 links falls down the stairs oh links made a comedy mm. joke these are totally totally serious character in a totally serious story doing you know being well acted so yeah it it's the best they ever get yeah yes because as we are going to um find out you know yes um things go down yes. a bit don't they they do are we doing scores on yes each I, one as we go i just thought before we move on yeah, yeah we need to do scores as we go but also we got a dateline here oh yeah we are. we we know it's 11 something or other yeah, I, I mean, it says, you know, in the script, it's early um, early medieval period. Yeah. But early medieval is like, you know, 700 to 1000 AD. But in the Sontaran experiment, Sarah Jane's that she says she met Lynx in the 13th century. Oh, wait, like 13th century. So, so she's, I thought about 1250. Although we, we, we know that Sarah's not very good at getting accuracy with dates, is she? Well, the next bit as well is similar to that. He says, you know, again, you know, Lynx is a very clever adversary. He goes, oh, your, your, your fibres of your clothing are artificial. You know, you yeah. are not from this time period. He exactly, immediately works it out. Yeah, he's, he's clever and rational because no one else ever, no one seems to look at the Doctor or the Companions and go, what are you wearing? That's yeah. unusual. What is that material? Yeah, Lynx straight away. Yep, that's uh, polyester. You're from 1970s. Yeah, and he can spot. He can spot that. Now she says, he says, you know, where? He says, when are you from? And she says, 20th century. But in the original script, it she actually does say 1974. Yeah. 
Now, if she had said... (laughs) Exactly what I was about to say. If she had said that, this whole dating unit thing might have been a bit more acceptable, wouldn't it? You know? The fan wars would have ended quicker than the retail It would have. It would have. So, yeah, shall we say it is 1974, you know... Southeast yeah, England, I suppose. Let's, let's go with the script, yeah. All right. Okay, because that's, that's what Robert wrote. That's what Robert wrote. Who are we to argue with Robert? I'm well, not going to argue with perhaps, Bob. Perhaps later on. Yeah, yeah, but not here. No, no, no. I, th- I think this is a classic story. Yes. Um, one of my favourite John Pertwee ones. Um, um So, yeah, we have to vote out of ten on... Yep. Um, first of all, shall we do the design rating first? Okay. Um, so... This would be an unusual one for me, so I think the design for this is, is as perfect as we get. So, 10 out of 10. That's exactly what I've got. So, yeah. our very first 10. And the effectiveness. Uh, in this story, um, again, I think this is as good as it gets. 10 out of 10. Same here. <laughs> and uh, so oddly, I thought you was going to go 10-10. Yeah, you just can't... I can't fault this in any way, shape or form. No, no. Everything about it. I mean, you know, even his little, um, you know... Pen-like gun is is nifty. Yep. The Works thing he's got on his belt, you know. Yeah, the robot's a bit dodgy, but you know. Um, no, not no, no. So is it? It's now, not. If we, if we were if we were rating the design and the thing of the robot, I think we'd be nearer like two or threes, wouldn't we? Yes, <laughs> and and the robot in with... the next one as well. Oh um, God, yeah. What is it with Santarans and shoddy robots? Yeah, dodgy um, robots. Yeah, this is. I, I agree with you. This is one of my favourite stories. I mean, certainly one of my favourite Pertwee's, but one of my favourite stories, pretty much of any Doctor. Um, it's one I've watched endlessly, and if I want to cheer myself up, I just pop it in. It's a story you would be unembarrassed to show a non-fan. Yeah, you don't mind anybody walking in while you're no. watching this one. You no, know? that you'll be watching this, no one will walk in. You'll get to Invasion of Time, <laughs> everyone comes in. <laughs> All right, so our next uh, encounter with the Sontarans is the Sontaran experiment. in the 13th century, you're blown to smithereens. You may have seen one of us. But you're identical. Same ugly... Identical, yes. The same, no. I am Star, Field Major Star, as you would address me, of the Sontaran G3 Military Assessment Survey. And your opinion of my looks is of no interest to my program. Female, number one. First assessment would appear to have no military justification. Offensive value, therefore nil. You won't get me. You won't torture me again. Why did you make that disagreeable noise? Who killed him? That is my function. I am a warrior. Murderer! Murderer! 
very next season. The very next season, what That's third story? I think was it uh, the yes. third story? Yeah, in? third because you've got um, Robot Ark in Space, then Santara. Yes, because this follows yep. directly on from Ark in Space. They they beam down from Nerva Beacon, don't they? That's correct. Yeah, uh, and again, I remember this absolutely clearly from being a kid. So because my 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 Doctor Who memories are clear from sort of season ten onwards. Right. Uh, season 11 onwards, I should say, sorry. I remember bits of season 10, but season 11 onwards, I remember clearly. I think this is the point I'd become a have-to-watch-this-program. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember uh, season 12 particularly fondly. And this, I know it's a, a little two-part nonsense, but it's it's very well done. Now, of course, this one was written by Bob Baker and David Martin. Yeah. But they had heavy input from Robert Holmes, and I'm thinking the characterization here is all Robert Holmes. Yeah. Steyer is brilliantly written, I think. Well, um, I, I got the feeling that the Bristol Boys just came up with a vague outline, mm, you know. And yeah, could I be. think I think Robert Holmes has slotted to some talents in here, cleverly perhaps because he gets royalties for them. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm amazed the BBC allowed that to be honest, but uh, normally they were red hot on script editors uh, playing favourites, weren't they? So, yeah, true. But yeah, true. so he... I, th- I think you're right. I think all of the Santaran bits in this are written by Robert Holmes. Yeah. I think yeah. this is a, one of that... Because everyone's always said, and especially Robert Holmes used to say that um, the Bristol boys were awful for having to be completely rewritten all the time. Mm. Wasn't it? So I think this is a, a rewrite heavy. Yes. Yeah. Story. All right. And as I say, it follows straight in from yeah. uh, Ark in Space. They go down to the Earth um, to London, which looks suspiciously like Dartmoor, um, because it's a long time from now. It's it's, it's roughly ten thousand years in the future. Now now this is the last week. Twenty seventeen was the furthest we had gone. Yeah. Now. now. It, no, add another 10,000 on top of that. I like the premise that the, the Earth is abandoned and it doesn't look anything like the Earth. That They are in London. That, the Doctor says, doesn't yeah. he, to Harry and Sarah Jane, Piccadilly's just down there. It's Planet yeah. of the Apes, isn't it? Everything is completely is, changed. Yeah, this, this is very Planet of the Apes uh, pastiche. Um, I do like it when the Doctor sniffs down a, or the Harry sniffs down a, uh, when the thing goes, oh, it's a circle line. Yes. <laughs> yeah, if you've ever been on the underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's very much a Planet of the Apes style uh, story. Um, it's I, it's slight, isn't it? That's all you can say about this one. It's a slight. Story. It's good fun, though. Yeah, it's, it's good, good fun. fun. It's a romp. Yeah, despite the fact it blows your theory out—the idea uh, of you know in the future everybody speaks British because you've got South yeah. Africans. Well, they're still speaking English, aren't they? Yes, but it's not British. Bit, British. Bit dodgy. I love. I love these. Um, the, the, the colonials, yes, colonials. I, yeah. I think, and I think the the South African accent really works well. Uh, it gives them a slight otherworldliness, mm. uh, and I love the spacesuits that they're wearing. I think they're really good design of spacesuit. And of course, it's Callie's gun from Blake. Callie's gun, yeah, yeah. First ever the appearance. First appearance of Callie's gun. I think you're right about the South African thing. I mean, back in like '74. When I'm watching it, I can't think of anything else I would have seen on TV where I would have uh, even heard a South African no. accent. Not well, at no, that I, age, I don't think I would have. No, I think the, the first, the first sort of major thing with 
South African in would have been um, the wild geese or something like that, wouldn't it? As, yeah. That we'd have watched as kids. We wouldn't yeah, have heard so that. We well, would we no we, we we would have just been used to any accent that's not us. Oh, it would yeah. be America or it would be Australian yeah. from Skippy. That would be about it, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be good actually to go back and um, question yourself. Wouldn't it? I've so often thought that. that I've no, I've often thought it'd be if I had a time machine, I would like to go back to visit, say, the ten-year-old me, yeah. and 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 just sit down with the ten-year-old me and say, well, what do you like watching? You know, what are you into and stuff like that. I, 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 that'd be brilliant. Yeah. Look, you know. A little bit creepy, but... Um, but we could watch Doctor Who together. Would you give yourself advice? No, 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 no. I'd I, I just like to see... Because I've got no home video or anything like that. I don't know what we talk like, like or, or no. really remember much from my childhood. Um, so, no, that would be brilliant. Hmm. Have you got any vague memories of uh, an older relative that used to watch Doctor Who with you? No. Because it might have been you. No, 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 no. Because you wouldn't have recognised yourself, would you? No, it was just me and my brother used to watch yeah, it, my younger probably. brother. You know, oh no, no, I've said before, my mum, she didn't like science fiction uh, at yeah. all. She wouldn't have it on at all. And the only reason I think I ever used to watch Doctor Who was because she was getting the dinner ready on, on, on Saturday tea time, you know? Did you just used to ask for bigger and bigger meals? To <laughs> create a bigger view More complicated stuff. meals. <laughs> would she, so if she'd have, so say you was halfway through an episode and, you know, God forbid, the fish fingers are ready, and they could, would you have to give up watching it? Yeah, yeah. I, oh I, my god! I can remember watching things, you know, films on TV and stuff. And she would come back in from doing whatever she was doing, and she'd turn over immediately. I don't want this rubbish, and just turn over. Oh wow! I don't know where I got my my, my interest in science fiction and fantasy from. I think it's just escapism. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Do you, you think know? it was also a sort of a, a get get your own back? She doesn't like this. You keep switching off, so I'm going to like it even more. What rebel? Rebel, yeah, you yeah. little rebellious child. I see, and now I'm, I'm suddenly thankful that my dad. So if I wasn't watching it, he would have been watching it. So no, no, I didn't ever. I didn't have a household like that at all. No. All right. Okay. So where were we? Um, yeah, S- South Africans yes, in Earth, space yeah. with Callie's gun. Um, yep. Yeah, and we again we have another reveal moment, don't we? Because we've got his do, spaceship yes. that just yep. looks exactly like Lynx's. Not surprised because it's the same prop from a year before. Um, taken down to Dartmoor because, of course, this is all on location. And uh, out he comes, and I love Sarah Jane's Lynx. She goes, yeah, Lynx. yeah. and uh, she is convinced. Now, of course, yeah. when he takes his helmet off, it's a year on. I, I guess we had yeah. forgotten that the Sontaran we see doesn't quite look exactly the same as the one we remember no, from a year I, before. As, as kids, we would have been the same. We would have gone, oh, it's Lynx. And yeah, we wouldn't. We wouldn't be going. It's a different mask. He's got one finger too many. There's no we hair. We wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. yeah there's no hair. Um, but now, of course, we've got the luxury of being able to watch them back to back, which would have been something unheard of us when we were kids. Or action um, figures of every version. Figures, so yeah, yeah. Uh, and we can see that. So so they redesigned the the. I mean, it's the same costume, but they redesigned the mask and the gloves because obviously Kevin Lindsay was starting to have heart trouble. Yeah, um, and it was very, very hard for him to wear the the heavy fiberglass-based mask system from before. Um, so, so we get a redesigned, and this is the slippery slope, the start. It of, is the it? start of it. Yeah, I mean that, the that thin end of the wedge. Yeah, that the, the head is, if anything, it's wider than before. Yes, it, yeah. it, it's lighter in colour. It's less hairy. Um, as you say, he's got five fingers instead of three. Yeah. 
Um, and it the, the the mask is very much um, looser, isn't it? Yes. Well, there is a reason for that. Yeah. Um, I've got a quote again from John about why it looks different. Um, he says here, I had to remodel the Sontaran mask because the mould had been destroyed at the conclusion of the Time Warrior production. They threw it out. Can you believe they threw it out? It, just, it would have just been a plaster mould. Well, he says here, nobody expected the Sontarans to feature in future episodes. And even if this had been suspected, we just didn't have the, the room to store numerous plaster yeah. head moulds. The original mask had caused Kevin Lindsay, the actor who played Lynx and was now playing Steyer, some breathing problems. So I designed and built this new version to be lighter with increased ventilation. The mouth of the new mask was far more realistic than the first version. I can't remember why I made Steyer's hands with five fingers when I'd only given Lynx three. I suspect this lapse was down to my memory and I'd simply forgotten how many fingers he had. So it's as simple as that. It's not a different yeah. clone supplier or something no, like that. No, no, John Friedlander had uh, forgotten. Forgotten that uh, it couldn't count up to four. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not as great a fan of of this this, this face sculpt because although he says the, the mouth was much more realistic, I don't think so because the no. mouth is much wider, and you can see that it's latex on a on. I know it's it's under natural light and it's at the worst possible conditions for a special effect to be filmed in on location in the middle of nowhere because if something went wrong he's i mean they've got exactly what the 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 team are carrying with them to fix it or to yeah stick it back down and it just it looks we, we've gone from a totally believable creature to it's like oh it you you can see the eyes you can see the mouth lines it looks unfinished doesn't yeah, it yeah the coloring also is, is much much paler and there's no real attempt to to make it blotchy or different shades. It, it in fact, it looks like they've just poured paint, mixed uh, a light sort of brown paint in with the latex, mm. and that's an unfinished, unpainted mask. Yeah, that's what I mean. It, it's not quite yeah. done, is it? No. Yeah. It's not there, is it? It's, no. No. It's a little bit shoddier. The character, though, is yes, still spot on, yeah. you know, and yeah. and he's eminently quotable still. You know, like when when he kills that guy and, and Sarah Jane screams, he says, why did you make that disagreeable noise? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's again, <laughs> Kevin Lindsay is spot on. He's playing it well. It's it's different enough from Lynx that you can say it's a different character because he's much more vindictive, isn't he? He yes. seems a much more, a much more vindictive Sontaran than Lynx. Lynx, what? you get the feeling, was the professional military and this guy's the the... SS officer that's experimenting on people, isn't it? It's Boy, is he. I mean, I, yeah, vindictive is the right word because, you know, when when she says, you know, you killed him, he goes, the moron was of no further use to me. Yeah. yeah. He has no regard for humans whatsoever. I mean, that's why he's there, isn't he? The the, yeah. the war is still going on. I mean, we are, we're, we're, we're like, you know, what, 700 years later, the war is still raging. Earth now has become a significant point in space and he's there. Yes. To, to experiment on humans to see, you know, whether they're a threat or not. Yeah, he, I mean, he's a bit of an idiot, isn't he, Steyer, compared to Lynx militarily? Because he's not realised there's only five people on the planet. Mm. He's not realised they're not from that planet. So he's not really questioned them or talked to them. Mm. Um, and the whole invasion fleet is waiting on the on Steyer's report. One Sontaran. They, yeah, one Sontaran with five people. I mean, literally, once his experiment's over, there's no one left on the planet. No. 
Um, yeah, it, it, I get a feeling this is a bit of a rush job. Um, and I don't think this, the, this, the plotting, not the script, because the dialogue's brilliant, mm. but the, the actual plot doesn't hold water at all. Well, there's not much to it, is there? There's no. really not, you know? Um, it's also the I mean, story that's encumbered by um, uh, old Tom Baker dislocating yeah. his wrist, was it, or his shoulder, or his, uh, his elbow? His shoulder bone, he, bro- he broke it, didn't he? He snapped his shoulder bone. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, the, everything's against this story, isn't it? It's, it's two episodes, which generally are lightweight. It's filmed all on location, um, and it shows. Yeah, it, especially it, with a robot. Yeah, oh, yeah, it... I mean, this to me, this always reminds me of Robot Monster, mm-hmm. you know, the, the yeah. air quotes classic sci-fi film, uh, and it's got such vibes towards it. And and some of that, unfortunately, is also due to its its balmy plot and and cheapness. And like you say, the fact that Tom almost the whole of episode two is not what they wanted to do. Mm. It wasn't the original sort of script or storyline because Tom, yeah. It, it, broken his collarbone so was immobile and it's so once you know I mean, yeah. as a kid you wouldn't have noticed but once you know that it's hilarious watching it to spot oh, there's tom oh there's the standard there's and that, tom and there's that's the standard it was terry wasn't it terry, terry walsh yeah. terry walsh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, it, it's got a terrible fight scene in it as well why they kept that in <laughs> after tom baker wasn't available yeah yeah it's it does. I mean, it's a, it's a lovely Harry and Sarah. Oh, Har- ha- Harry's yeah. excellent in it. Yeah, as usual. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the Sontaran experiment. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I, I like Stier. Yeah, yeah lightweight fluff. Yeah. Yeah, Stier's yeah. good. Not as good as Links, though. Um, no, not, not a patch on Links. Yeah. So, design-wise, I mean, you gave him a ten before. Yeah. So. I mean, the suit is the same, so it still looks good. It's not deteriorated at all. Um, but I'm not a great fan of, of Steyer's sort of uh, face. So this is going down to a 7 for me. A design. 7. All right. I thought you and I were going to mirror each other in the first couple of uh, ratings of the first couple of Sontarans. Uh, no, I, I only dropped a point um, right. because I still like him, but not as much as Lynx. Yeah. Um, so that if, that's an eight then, all right, for design. If you give yep. him a seven, I give him a nine. And how effective is he? Um, I think because, again, and this is almost all down to uh, Kevin Lindsay's performance, um, this one goes up to an eight for me. Up to an eight. Yep. All right. Well, mine, it was still, again, a, a nine. Yeah. So uh, that is eight and a half. All right. We didn't say before, but with with links, of course, we it, it was ten across the board. So therefore, his adversary yes. rating was um, yes. Okay, um, I'm just dividing him by two. I think he's our highest yet. Oh yeah, he, he's yeah. beaten the K1 robot um, definitely. Eight point two five in adversary. Yep. All right. Now I don't have all my other documents, so I can't say right now where that puts him on adversary thing, all right? You have to look on Facebook to find that one yeah, out. All it's right? somewhere near the top. Somewhere near the top. All right, so here we go. So within a, a year of each other, we've had Lynx, we've had Steyer. 
Yep. We, we now have to wait till what year was the invasion of time? Uh, 78. 78. So four years later. Four years have moved. We've moved on four years. Have we moved on in, you know, production design and uh, what have you? Well, let's talk about that one. It's been a long, hard road, but at last, the future of Gallifrey is assured. What? What are you looking thing that's painfully obvious is that the economy was tanking um, and you can see that I mean they, they, the budget in real terms was phenomenally lower than it was even in Sontaran experiment days mm-hmm. um, so while it hadn't dropped particularly in amount what that amount could buy oh, as far as expertise or materials or skills talent what have you is is phenomenally less mm. um, and boy does it show it does it does now this one was written by david agnew and yeah. the thing i do like about the invasion of time i've got an awful lot of problems with the invasion of time is the fact that it's a six-parter but back then when i was watching it i don't think i i was aware that oh this is a four-part story um the invasion of time at the end of part four feels like it's the end of the story. You know, the Doctor's yeah. won. He's saying goodbye well, to it, everyone. It is, it is, isn't it? And it was meant to be. Yeah, um, and I, th- I then, think it would have floored yeah. me, you know, because he just goes, what are you all looking at? And he turns round and the Sontarans are there. Yeah, the, 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 the idea is, is sound, I think. I mean, the, the invasion of Gallifrey, that's, that's like, wow, that's an amazing idea. Um, it wasn't really well realised, but yeah, you get you get to so you've gone through the the terrible Vardens and their cheap bacon foil effect. Mm-hmm. Um, the Doctor defeats them, yeah, and it's very much a yeah. You've got the comedy lines, the you know the leadless confusion. The Doctor's let's get back to the Tazra. Yeah, so I think as a kid, you would have been really shocked at this ending. Yeah, and and it, as a cliffhanger, 
It's really good. They look really so good. Well. Yeah. The camera's down low. They're at the top of the yeah. stairs. They're just standing there. This whole because we've only ever seen one Sontaran before, but now you've got yeah. a group of them. And it, and yep. yeah, I, I would again. I'd like to go back in a time machine and watch myself watching this. Yeah. I to mean, see the, what the I would have thought of. The eagle-eyed kid sat there watching it. Might have had an inkling and gone. The, the Sontarans in the background look a bit. Bit shoddy. <laughs> that leads sometime, and his eye holes don't match up to his eyes. How is he seeing anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, I think the signs are there that this isn't quite going to be a a revisit to good old times, is it? No, I mean, if 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 yeah, if that had been a freeze frame and the credits played yeah. over the top of it, you could have gone. Um, that looks a bit odd, um, because yeah, I mean, yeah, the the. the I, I don't know if they are the same pattern for the suits. The, they look kind of the same, but the helmet's certainly different. Yeah, um, no, I, I, I think the pattern's probably the same, but these are new suits made. I mean, they might have used, for the lead suit, they might have used Kevin Lindsay's old one. Um, Derek Dedman's about the same sort of size, but the, the, certainly the neck piece, the helmet, and, oh dear, the, the mask are all new and like i say some of the helmets in the background look like they're made of paper mache Mm. it's horrendously um cheaply made it's not even smooth that the helmet i mean you know i mean where whereas before the helmet had these small narrow eye slits now you've got these whacking great big eye holes haven't you yeah you know you've got like a silver symbol between them where the ventilation holes used to be, and and he's got some sort of like a crest going over the top of the helmet. Um, We don't know when this is set in the universe, do we? Because, you know, it's it's all on on Gallifrey, so so, so, so we've got no Earth date in this. But, yeah, it might have been, you know, the next year. It might be 1975 for all we know. Um, But uh, they are still short, these all short-ish, aren't they? Um, yes. Yeah, they're still going with. I mean, they're not quite as short, but they're still going with the that these are a short, powerful, dumpy race. Yeah, dumpy. That's um, a good word. Um, yeah. Back to the three fingers. Although those those hands are just oh. clearly like they're just rubber gloves. They haven't done any yep. shading to them. They're just orange gloves. Yeah. This this we said that in the Suntown experiment, a lot of things sort of went were against the production team but they still managed to you know pretty much pull it off i think everything was against this ever working wasn't it so you've got a a cheap ass suit cheaply made cheap helmet cheap mask and then you've you've inside the mask to play it yeah yeah so when he takes his helmet off and you finally see oh this abomination it's awful it's more like a vogon than a than a, you know Vogon from the yes, TV series yeah. of Hitchhiker, than the Sontaran. It's it's baggy. It, they've not even tried to fit it to the actor. I mean, none of it's glued down. No. The the makeup that they've tried to you know color the Derek Dedman's skin with is completely different shade. Well, they've just gone so black, they, haven't they? They've yeah, put they've, black around his eyes and black yeah. around his mouth. It's um, it's it's terrible. It's, it is terrible. Yeah, and then then coupled to that, you've got possibly, and I use this word sort of uh, with with irony, the worst actor, actor. in the entire world, Derek <laughs> Dedman. I mean, I never, I, I, this this guy used to appear in a lot of sitcoms, and he would be oh, the, the thick as bricks, heavy. Y- yep. 
you know, not even Bernard Breslau levels. This is the duh, right, thick ass type plot. And he wasn't even believable as that. He couldn't. He couldn't read lines in any convincing way. Yet he kept getting work. I what don't under- photos did he have of bloody directors? I think he was just very, very cheap. Do you think that's what it is? He was, yeah. 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 Do you think they kept him in like a, a cupboard at the BBC and in case of emergency, yeah. breakout Deadman? He was in yeah, Breakout Deadman. That's a good yeah. way of putting it. I mean, he yeah, he was in every sitcom. He was in every yeah. variety show. He was in Benny Hill, Two Ronnies, absolutely everything, wasn't he? The, I mean, this this is someone that almost manages to ruin the Time Bandits. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's atrocious in that. I tell you, yep. I remember when our son was young. Um, the the thing that I remember him from, apart from this is he was a reoccurring villain, right, on the Sooty and Sweep show. <laughs> Do you know what? That, I <laughs> that's think the that's level. Yeah. <laughs> he was terrible in that because yeah. in that, right, Sweep is Superdog, right? Yeah. And his nemesis, I yeah, I will find, I promise, I will find, if I can't find it on YouTube, I will post you it because we've still got it. We've still got the Sooty DVD with Superdog, and Sweep is Superdog, and his arch nemesis is a ripoff of the Joker called the Comedian, and it's oh, Derek Deadman, and he's terrible. <laughs> he's terrible on I, the Sooty what, show. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, that's got to be something. I can imagine Sooty and Sweep in the green room going, uh, who, "Who's in today, Sweep?" Oh, it's Derek Deadman again. Oh no! Oh shit! <laughs> so he brings sweep. the tone down. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what Sweep would have squeaked at saying shit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's just, it's, he's, he's awful. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd love to know the reason behind this, because I, I refuse to believe that he went through an audition and got this part. Somebody must have dropped out at the last minute yeah, or something. someone must have dropped out, and they said, again, they, they went and broke Dead, Deadman out of the cupboard, plonked a, a carrier bag on his head and said, you're the villain. I mean, he's terrible. He, even that cliffhanger, when he goes to pull his gun out and yep. he's obviously over rehearsed this <laughs> you you can tell he's not an actor no he's no. he's he's awful he's worse than say fod Beeblebrox's third arm that's how bad he is i've i've saw because i had to look him up on imdb that he's still alive i think so uh, hi derek if you're listening <laughs> yeah yeah if, if you ever want to be interviewed yeah before taking up acting, he was a window cleaner, and I can totally believe that. Do you know what? Yeah. He He's missed his vocation there, didn't he? He wasted his talent. Confessions of a window cleaner, Robin Asquith. He is Robin Asquith-level actor, isn't he? I think even Robin Asquith was better than Above that. At least Robin As- Asquith could deliver a line with some sort of cadence. I mean, he can't even speak properly. Well, here we go. The next thing I was going to say is the way he says, Doctor. Yeah, well, it's a two-syllable words, so quite difficult for him. Yeah, his performance always reminds me of, if you, it's on YouTube, you can seek it out. When you watch behind-the-scenes footage of Dave Prowse in the Darth Vader outfit speaking yeah. the lines, it's yeah. that caliber. Yeah, I, yeah, you're right, yeah. At what point did they go, come on, have we got the budget to over, over dub it? We haven't. Oh, bollocks. Perhaps it, that was the plan. He said, shall I, shall I do some acting? They went, no, don't bother Derek, mate. Just, just say it normally. We're going to over-double this. And they got to the end of the shot. And they're, right, let's, let's get the voice artists in. 
the money's run out. Mm. What? Oh. Oh, just leave it. It is atrocious. I mean, if if somebody or we saw in Radio Times or something when we were little and we hadn't seen this and we find out that at the end of the story, the Sontarans are back and they there is a chase sequence through the heart of the TARDIS, oh. we'd be so excited. But what yeah, did we the, get? The write-up of this, you're right. The story, the pitch for this, I could imagine the, the production crew on the edge of their seats going... So there's a chase through the TARDIS, and we see the TARDIS in all its infinite glory. Oh my God, this is going to be so... What budget have we got? £3.80? Oh. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It it's, is dire. Yeah. It, it should be a thrill yeah. to see was, all this uh, uh, yeah. of the TARDIS, shouldn't we? And I love, I love in, in the, the 80s, I love when I used to get fanzines and that, I love that the tortuous ways that fans would try and, and justify these TARDIS scenes by saying, well actually it was all a projection of the Doctor's mind, so <laughs> bollocks it was just they didn't have any money, yeah. they filmed it in an old hospital, it's shit I, I, that's I, all that can be said about it I've seen that yes, the TARDIS can change its interior to confuse any intruders and well, that's it why it looks me. like a shitty old Red Hill hospital, yeah. it's terrible also they do the, the not only is it shitty they do the, we haven't even got enough of these shitty rooms to film this. Let's repeat going down the same corridor and the same thing. It's, ah, oh, this is, this is, a, this is the nadir of Doctor Who, I think. This was, this was around the point that I started to give up on it all. Yeah. And it's such a shame because, you know, the it notion is, is really good. I've got that little book I was telling you about, you know, the Doctor Who special effect yes. book. Um, there's a, there's a little thing about, you know, the, the filming of Invasion of Time and there's a sketch that Colin Mapson did for the man-eating plant that's supposed to eat oh, the right. Sontaran and it, lo- it looks really, really good but they didn't have the money to do that so no. we just saw what we saw the, o- the only good things in this story is Tom Baker hasn't quite got to his self-parody portrayal so he's really good, and he delivers some of the lines really well. And Louise Jameson is excellent. But everything else is just is off and yeah. played for laughs. Like even, um, uh, I can't remember the actor's name, he played uh, the Chancellor, uh, the Snidey. Oh, the Snidey one. He was in one. Robert's Robots. In it. He, was, he yes. always played that sort of part. Um, yeah. And he's I like Secretary Ro- Rontaine, isn't yeah. he? He's like yeah, NIDA or somebody yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah, uh, and I, I like the actor, but... Again, everyone, I, I don't know, do you think this is another case where when they saw how shoddy it was that they sort of started to send it up? Because everyone seems to be playing this story, other than Derek Dedman, who's not playing it at all. Everyone seems to be playing it for laughs. Mm, could be. Like they thought, well, this is, there's no way this is going to work as anything else other than a parody. I think that would explain why, you know, I mean, that, that shot towards the end, when we've got this really rather boring chase through the TARDIS. Yes. When Stuart Fell, dressed as a Sontar and trips over the sun lounger, yeah. you know, really they should have gone, all right, we'll do that again. But they left it they in. Prob- yeah. Because they I mean, did, that, that don't, shows you, don't care. Yeah. That the highlight is someone tripping over a sun lounger. Yeah, that, that's my only memory. We're back to and, animals and territory. We are. It, yeah. The best part is someone falling over a chair. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think that is yeah. a very appropriate yeah, this, comparison yeah this is this is to Doctor Who what animals was to break so yeah 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 nicely put in well 
I, I think we should move on. But <laughs> oh, we got to score this. We've got to score. <laughs> we've got to score this. For so for the design of the this the, new look. The design. Are we just doing Derek Dedman, or are we doing all of them? Uh, no, let's focus on Derek. Okay, Derek, because he's got a better helmet. Ooh, uh. than some of the others. <laughs> At least his helmet isn't covered in bumps. Yeah. Um, read that what you will. Um, so I'd go three. Snap. I can't go any higher than that. Yeah. That's. I. I, I was considering a two, but I. I, I yeah. thought I'd be generous. It's a three. The suits. The, the the actual costume itself doesn't look too bad with the helmet on. It's. It, it looks that's look cheap, but it's the fact that as soon as he takes it off. That design is if you awful. put a photo of that along one of links yeah. and put the two together, yeah. it's like, oh, good lord! Yeah. And how effective do you think Derek uh, is? I, I, <laughs> I think this—he's not effective at all. This gets a zero. A zero? You've—you've you've yeah, never ever—you've never ever. I, know. <laughs> I, I just this this offends me on a molecular level. On a molecular, uh, yeah. <laughs> a it's, deep down genetic level. Uh, yeah. So okay. somewhere in my past, my ancestors devised that I would one day have to be reviled by the sight of Derek Dedman as a Sontaran. All right. Um, yeah, zero. I can't, I can't bring myself to give it anything else. Okay. Well, I gave it a one, all right, which Generous. gives him a, a 0.5, which is the lower, <laughs> lowest effectiveness ever. But it does make his adversary <laughs> level go up to 1.75. Right. I mean, he's beaten someone. Oh, he's, I, off the top of my head, he's definitely beaten the Axon humans. Derek wow. has. Oh, I, I, no, I, yeah, okay. <laughs> but effectiveness, <laughs> I, I, I can't think of anything that's going to be lower than 0.5. I never thought ever, ever that you would give something from Doctor Who a zero. But nice. yeah, this is. Thank you, Derek. <laughs> Thanks, Derek. You're the worst thing in a terrible story. I don't know what to say. That should be on his gravestone yeah. when, he, when he pops it. All right, okay, well, we're going to move on. I hope uh, he's not listening. <laughs> Actually, oh, screw him. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you deserve it. Yeah, you yeah. ruined my childhood. <laughs> you raped my childhood, yeah. yeah. All right. You and George Lucas. Actually, he looks a bit like George Lucas. No, what, as a Sontaran or <laughs> yeah. as Derek? I would have actually, that would have been good if George Lucas had been playing a Sontaran. Before we move on, right... Derek Dedman, can I just say one more thing yep. about Derek Dedman? I was convinced for the longest time that Derek Dedman was the guy who picks a fight with Luke Skywalker in the first Star Wars one. You know, oh, with he's, the, a, he's ugly, but he's not that ugly. The ugly, no, and he can act better. Is it Dr. Everson? Dr. Everson, yeah. How I, do I know that and you don't? I'm tired. Oh, I have, actually, I did make the... Um, the diorama model kit and it does give you their names in it so that's probably there you go that's why you know it yeah yeah yeah. so yeah i always thought that was derek deadman but no you watch it and yeah if derek deadman had been oh dear all right well we've got to go forward a number of years now haven't we to the two doctors i am group marshal steik commander of the ninth sontaran battle group long way from the war aren't you steik going badly is it on the contrary and thanks to the information you've just given me, I shall be back in time for the crucial battle. My money's still on the Rutans. Into the machine. Time, Lord. Why? Oh, of course. You don't really expect me to give the Sontarans the power of unlimited time travel, do you? 
Oh, do it. Uh, or you're coming, guys. Uh. Get in. We don't, as as kids, we don't get to see the Sontarans again for a long time. I mean, poor Peter Davison didn't face them at all. No, no. Um, do you remember? Do you remember hearing about the two doctors beforehand? So this, because because you know me, I love love a bit of Colin Baker. And uh, they said there's going to be a story where Patrick Troutman's back in it. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Fraser Hines is back in it. Oh, the Sontarans are back. Oh, ka-ching. How yeah. could this go wrong? And then it does. It went wrong, yeah. It went wrong big time. And, uh, yeah, Robert Holmes, you know. Robert Holmes, yeah. Uh, back to be with fair, his baby. He was, he was uh, terribly ill, wasn't he? He was. Point? Not so ill that he can't still give us double acts, because we've got no, a no, lot of we, double acts in this. Do you know what? I... The dialogue in this, I haven't really got a problem with. Um, in fact, to be to be honest, a lot of this story I haven't got a problem with. It, I still enjoy it on a on a certain level. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's one of those we're we're, we're slam bam into the J and T era um, and the uh, the Eric Sayward era, so we know that the story is not really going to make a lick of sense, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. Um, but I, I like this. I love I love the the the, the interplay between um, uh, Stike and his subordinate. Uh, subordinate. I can't remember his name. Um, I like the interplay between Colin Baker and Pat Troughton. Or I could just watch that all day. Um, I like the camaraderie between Jamie and Perry. And, Perry, and the yeah. fact that he lusts after her. <laughs> you know, he's a he's a red blooded male. Um, the, the, the filming's quite nice in Spain. Doesn't really add anything to it. Um, it's got Servalan in. I yeah. re- I must admit, I, against what fandom seems to think, I loved um, Shockeye. I thought he was a brilliant. Oh, I didn't. Uh, do you didn't? I, I I thought he was just funny. I thought I liked the actor, and uh, I thought it was funny. I didn't much like the and it did, I I I'm sort of I, I may be wrong here, and I'm willing to be proved wrong. I don't think the stupid character names were probably Robert Holmes. This smacks of J&T and Pippin Jane Baker. Oh, uh, right. Name, you know, like Shockeye of the Quancing Grig. Yeah, that always annoyed me. of the Franzine Grig. Pretentious, that's... that's yes, that's the word. word. Yeah. Pretentiousness. Um, but yeah, I think it's got... This story's got some really, really good... It's, it's less than the sum of its parts, unfortunately, but it's got some really, really good elements in it. Um, and then, uh, and then we we meet the Sontarans. Um, we're the Son- a step up from Invasion of Time, but not by much. I mean, no, they they didn't need to be in it. The Sontarans didn't need to no. be in it, and apparently they were a, la- a, a last minute addition yep. to an existing Robert Holmes script. So it's not like he said, "Oh, I'm going to write a script. I'm going to bring the Sontarans back." That was John Nathan Turner saying, "We want to yep. bring back the Sontarans because again, he can get a bit of publicity out of it." Yeah, and and you know, I don't don't blame him for that. They had a big success with the Daleks coming back. Um, you know, you've had a big success with the Five Doctors. We're bringing old monsters back. He's got Ian Levine sat at his side, mm. cackling like uh, like um, worm tongue mm-hmm. to to Theoden, um, saying, "Bring bring these monsters back. Bring these monsters. The fans like monsters. Bring the monsters back." Um, I want, yeah. I, I want to steal some uh, some tower and bits and pieces. Um, no, I'm sure he didn't say that. That's a terrible thing to say. Um, yeah, so I can see why it's a good idea. I think it's 
they should have spread this out a bit. Like, this is a very stuffed story of old things. There's a lot going on, isn't there? Yeah, a lot going on. It would it would have benefited from a bit of a thin out. It would it, it, and this is one of those stories where it would have been better without the Sun Tyrants. Mm. Well, they I wish really we hadn't anything, seen them. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, you're like, right. The the, yeah. the actors are good, but the the design yeah. is just oh, and they're too well, tall. Yeah, they've gone with people that are like six foot something. Then the, the, the actual suits look all right, but starting to look a little bit plasticky. And the face sculpts are not horrible, but they don't match the suits. The, that neck area, you can see the mask above the neck where it starts yeah. to go in for the later. It's really, I don't understand. Was it, were they made for a different actors or something? And, and they're wobbly. When... Yeah, oh. When the person talks, they wobble. Oh, it's Stike, isn't it? It's Stike and Val. Stike and Val, that's it. And um, in some scenes, Stike's collar is almost falling off, isn't it? It starts Mm. to move backwards. And it's like, it's not fixed down. At least put a bit of Velcro on it or something. Yeah, no, these Um, these are not good Sontarans. No. Um, no, The characterisation is good. I quite quite like um, the the bombastic general. So this is not this is not a, a you know, a, a combat-ready person. This is not a vindictive scientist. This is not shock troops. This is a general, and he acts like a general. In mm-hmm. that it's all a bit above him. They just want to get on. I love the scene where he tries to get the doctor on on his side, mm. and sort of you could you could shave a couple of days off this mission and help us out. It's brilliant. It's I love the interplay that he's got with Pat Trout. Um, but yeah, there's, it, they're just. They're not right, are they? They're not Sontarans, I don't think. No. This could, this could have been this could have been two Cybermen, this could have been two Draconians, this could have been two anyone, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we won't talk too much about this story because we are coming back to it, you yes. know, because we are going to be talking about Shokai in the future, etc. Also, we've got to come back to the invasion of time, I'm sorry to say, yes. Ian, at some point, because okay. we've got to talk about <laughs> the first Derek, four Derek episodes oh, okay. again. Um, yeah, so we said earlier yeah the second doctor knows about Sontarans yes yeah, so so, he's, so this is the the I quite I quite like the idea this is the season 6b Trout and Doctor isn't it so um, there was they were always a bit mistaken as to when when the doctor was exiled to earth and that so mm. And I don't know whether that's genuine or whether that was just a no. you know a, a way of getting around it. Whether, but I quite like the idea. That this is a post-war games doctor that was sent out to do some missions. That's exactly what yeah. the fan theory is because yeah, he says, like you know, sometimes theory. I work for the Time Lords, yeah. and yeah, because yeah, this is between War Games and Spearhead from Space. Yeah, yeah, and and I like that idea. We've got an older Troughton, an older Jamie. Mm-hmm. They're, they're very settled in what they're doing. Um, it all fits nice. If yeah, if you if you if you buy into the six B theory, this works remarkably well. If it, you don't, it falls apart straight away. No, I I, I choose to believe it because then yeah, yes, do, you do too. buy a graying second yeah. Doctor. You know. Yeah, it's it it works really well, and I do like that idea and the that the, the you know the Time Lords have sent the Doctor to try and persuade Dastari not to to have a time machine and yeah, re- really good good ideas. I quite like uh, the, the 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 Doctor's got a, um, a sort of 
symbiote link with the TARDIS and yeah. selling it. Yeah, I, I like all that. I think it's good stuff. It's too long. It's, it's, yeah. Again, six episodes doesn't work, does it? I know it's only three, but three, 45 minutes. Yeah. I like the idea that they've dropped Victoria off for a calligraphy yeah. course. You know? and the doc- but the doctor's totally 100% confident he can go and pick her up. So yep. he's got a Stanheim remote control. Yes. You know, so this is definitely not Troughton as we knew him. No, no. So, yeah, no, it's interesting. I like interesting. it. Yeah. All right, well... Um... Fans would be up in arms if it happened now, wouldn't they? Oh, would they? Continuity busting. Yes. <laughs> Rewrites. Um, yeah. Yeah. Dateline, we can dateline this one. Yes. Um, it's 1985 Seville. Yep, and also this gets around all that TARDIS translation nonsense by having the Spanish person say to the Sontaran, You are English? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's speaking English. Well done, woman. Yes, yes. Uh, design on this one, Ian. Um, I, I see what they're going for, and I think they put a bit of money into it. It didn't gel, so I'd say six on Ooh. this one. I've said, I've I think got, that's generous. That is generous. I've got four. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got a soft spot for All right. So that's five. Um, effectiveness, though. Well, this is where it falls down a bit, because I think... I, I've sort of... Do you know what? I, I sort of have this weird feeling that these suits were designed for shorter people. And if they were shorter, that neck problem oh, might, might not be... Right. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So I think effectiveness, this drops down, so I'd drop down to a four. Okay. Well, I've also, got. Also, this is this is the beginning of playing them for comedy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've got three, so that's three and three, a half. Right. All right. So just doing the maths. Four point two five. Are we going to rate the uh, Jim will fix it sketch? Straight under this, Jim will fix it? Question mark. Because <laughs> yeah. yes. Is that canon? Is it canon? Because you know, you have these these Sontarans in it. You have Colin Baker in it. Well, you have Colin Baker, but he's got Tegan as an assistant. Yeah, yeah. The, what was that all about? Got, yeah, you've got Gareth Roberts. Is it? Is that his name, Gareth Roberts, the little kid? Yeah, something like that. Who's also the Doctor? Yeah. I do you know what though? I, I mean, no one. I mean, prap, prap, I won't say no one knew about Jimmy Savile and that. Perhaps everyone did. Perhaps they all knew it. It was a huge cover up, but. At the time, I, I remember watching this, and I was so envious of that kid. And I love the fact that that some there's a, a genuine fan that loves the Doctor's outfit enough to make one. Yeah. That would have been you. It. If yeah, you had had the ability me, yeah. and yeah. the materials, you would have done that. If I'd have had a sewing machine at that young age. Yeah. yeah. I, and do you know what, though? Also, it it's all right, and it? it's a bit of nonsense. It's all right. It, it, it's okay. Yeah, it's just a shame about the show, isn't it? Yeah. So you, on the the reissued DVDs and that, it's not on there, is there? They took it off. Oh, did they? Yeah. Uh, I can see why. Yeah. All right, so we have to go an awful long way in time before we next see them. Yeah, um, that was that's it for classic, isn't it? That was it, yeah. Yeah, so Colin was the last one, none for Sylvester. Do you think it was... I mean, we didn't... Yeah, we didn't... There wasn't a lot of Doctor Who left after this, but do you think it's because... Um, Robert Holmes died, and there was such an acrimony over. Oh, it might his, have been his final episode of Trial of Time Lord. I think so. Mm. So I, I think I don't think there's any way a JNT-led series could have got the Santarans back, or pretty much any of Robert Holmes's creations. Mm. Mm. Or it could be that it just reached a point where they had lost all their, you know, effectiveness. 
Yeah. You know, maybe that they didn't have high viewing figures. You know, the last two. So John Nathan Turner goes, well, they're not a hit with the public. There's no point in bringing them back. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so yeah, I we got to go. The, ser- the series pretty much died on its ass, didn't it? It was dying, Shortly wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was coughing up blood. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we got to go to New Who now. Yes. Um, new Who. New Who. And uh, yeah, the very first time we see the new style Sontarans is uh, the Sontaran Stratagem. Stratagem. Yes. So do you do you remember? Did you know that they were coming back before this? Well, it's in the title. You know, so. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, before like. Because it used to be I that you'd get, remember. you'd read in like Doctor Who magazine, and you'd get all the up and coming stories, and you'd be you'd be mulling over the titles. And like, um, I seem to remember that that, that Doctor Who magazine had like on set photos, and, that, and it totally spoiled all of it. I think there's no mystery yeah. left, was it? Well, yes, I think you're right because I can remember when I watched this the first yeah. time. You're introduced to the Sontar, and first you've got. Chris Ryan's voice, but then you yeah. just see him bit by bit, don't you? And it's yeah. like, but we know it's a Sontaran, you know? Yeah, it's, it's in the title. Yeah. My problem when, when watching this first one, and I did watch it for research, you know, for yeah. um, uh, tonight, is Chris Ryan to me, and it was the pr- same, you know, when we were talking about him you yes, know, in the Seal yeah. stories, it's Mike, Mike from Mike Young Ones. Person, yeah. yeah, yeah. Even though he's really good in it, it's yeah. still Mike to me. Um, but also, we've got Dan Starkey as well, haven't we? Who We have, yes. He, he carved a little bit of a career out playing Sontarans, didn't he? And other monsters. Do you know? I mean, yes, yeah. But here in the Sontaran Stratagem, he plays somebody called Commander Score. Do you think, you know, the production people saw it and went, he's really good. He should come back as the yeah, I, Sontaran. I, I imagine so. I imagine it's a combination of that he's really good and he's probably, dare I say, a bit cheaper than Christopher Ryan, probably a bit more available. But I also imagine, because I've seen him in um, in interviews behind the scenes, he's a lovely, funny guy mm-hmm. and he seems to get on with everyone. So I think there's possibly a bit of that as well, that people just enjoyed working with him. Mm. What do you think of the look? Uh, we, we're, we're talking about facially, but what do you think yeah. about the armor and the new style uh, of? Sontaran? At the time, I thought I thought it was okay. I, I quite liked the upgrading of it. I watched a bit of it tonight, and it's not aged at all well because it's it just and there's no reason that it shouldn't look like plastic, but it just looks it like does. I've got cheap plastic. latex, yeah, uh, and plastic armor. Um, it has the same problem that I always have with um, the film version of Quake Mass in the Pit. It looks like gel coat fiberglass. Mm. Um, I, yeah, it, it's okay. I don't think it's... It's, a, it's quite a nice... Considering some of the redesigns that Creature's got, like the um, the Silurians, they look nothing like it. I mean, they, they could have absolutely ruined the Sontarans. When he takes his helmet off for the first time, I think the mask is really nice. I think it... it, it it fits brilliantly. It's still not a patch on links. No, it's not. It's not believable at all. But it is such a step up from what it was in Invasion of Time and uh, Two Doctors. Isn't this interesting then that you know just lately, as we've been in New Who, the New Who adversaries have been 
scoring quite highly on the yeah. table because you have modern techniques and more sophisticated materials and ways of doing things and therefore you know the the end result is that much more refined and yes. polished than if you're talking about something that was made in the 60s and 70s but isn't that interesting that i mean this this is almost a carbon copy of the original but we prefer the original yeah and I don't think that's... I mean, there's probably a bit of nostalgia factor involved. But I think if you take any bias out of it and you look at the two costumes next to each other, um, I still think Lynx is better designed and better executed. Um, there's there's a, an overly polishedness to mm. the new ones. They do look... I mean, and, and I have to say, at this era of Doctor Who, because they were using the same special effects house over and over and over again... There, it, it, there's a familiarity to this style of design, the latex. All the weaponry. It's the weaponry yeah. that gets me. Every yeah. rifle that you see looks like it same, came from the same armory yeah. in, in New Who. Yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely yeah, right there's, there. There's something to be said for having a revolving team of designers that you get a bit of um, variation. And I think it got very samey, even by this point. Mm. Um, they're, they're, they're very, very competent, but they're lacking something. Yeah. Perhaps I'd, they should have just redesigned them completely. Mm. Perhaps that would have been better. There is a, um, a, a photo uh, that will go on the Facebook page where, where, where you, it is slightly a redesign, far more brutal than what we see yeah. uh, up right. on the screen. Um, I'll put that up when this when this show comes out. I don't mind the armour design. Um, I like the fact that they are really, really short now, yeah. um, which is how they should be. I don't mind the design, but you're right, it does look very plasticky, and the blue yeah. of it makes it two Power Rangers or something like that. Yes. But I think it's, like you said, it's to make toys. I think so, yeah. I think it's... It, uh, all of these designs are with one eye on the uh, the action figure, aren't they? And yeah. Star Wars is the same. I think this is this is where we've got to now that you can't just do something that's best for one particular uh, aspect. So make you know make a creature that fits this episode brilliantly. You've got you've got to have the eye on future episodes. You've got to tick toys. all these boxes, haven't yeah. you? It becomes a, a thing by committee. It's created yes. by yeah, committee. That, that's then. actually that's a brilliant. Yeah, this is this is a Sontaran created by committee. Yes. Um, yeah. Or designed but by committee. Yeah. The character, the characterization is still good. Uh, mm. You've got nice dialogue. I like the way you know um, General Stahl, you know Christopher Ryan, you know, is running down the unit soldiers by saying, <laughs> you know, they've got fabric uniforms. There's too much exposed skin. Da 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 da. That's all really good. Yeah. Again, this is a. This is a professional soldier who's there's no emotional involvement. He's not, you know, what I mean, he's he's doing it as a job, and I like that, and I think that's what it should be. Mm. Um, and it's again, you're right, it's really good. Chris Ryan's excellent. Dan Stark is excellent. There's again the, and this is true of I think a lot of New Who is the playing it a bit for laughs. Um, I don't. I think this is a this is probably of the all the New Who appearances. This is probably the best for them. Mm. Um, because it's the least place for last, but there's still an element of, you know, I mean, when he first appears and, and the doctor's talking to the unit soldier and they're sort of being a bit sneery and, and mocking. Yes. 
Um, and it's again, it's that old thing of if the doctor's not scared of someone, why should we be as the audience? Yes, yeah, yeah. You know. mm. Mm. Well, I think, you know, when we do get, you know, comedy lines and stuff, I think, you know, when Dan, Dan Starkey takes over and becomes the Sontaran, you know, yeah. uh, Strax, he has a way of delivery that, you know, it might be a corny line, but, you know, it, he, he, he does it in such a, a nice way that it, it makes it funnier. Oh, yeah, I think I, I love Dan Starkey. I think his, his performance as Strax is... Uh, it's comedy gold and it works it's funny and i'm saying it's it's like taking the mick or anything but it's it's comedy and it works because he's a really good comedic actor um and i do love strax and i think some of the stuff i mean my my favorite strax bit of all time is when he's he's got the memory worm Mm -hmm. it is not our problem over a thousand years of saving the universe strax you know the one thing i learned the universe doesn't care. Now, we have a problem of our own to worry about. Don't worry. No one's going to hurt you. Where's that thing? Silence, boy! That's Strax, and as you can see, he's easily confused. Silence, girl! Sorry, lad. Sontaran, clone warrior race, factory produce whole legions at a time. Two genders is a bit further than he can count. Sir, do not discuss my reproductive cycle in front of enemy girls. It's embarrassing. Typical middle child of six million. Who are you? It doesn't matter because you're about to forget that you and I ever met. We'll need the worm. Sir. You'll need the what? The worm? What worm? Don't worry, it won't hurt you, but one touch on your bare skin and you lose the last hour of your memory. Where is it? Where's what, sir? I sent you to get the memory worm. Did you? When? Who's he? What are we doing here? Look, it's been snowing. You didn't use the gauntlets, did you? Why would I need the gauntlets? Do you want me to get the memory worm? You. Well, can you see it? I think I can hear it. (laughs) Oi! Don't try to run away. Stay where you are. <laughs> Why would I run? I know it's going to happen next, and it's funny. What's funny? Well, your little pal for a start. Ugly little fella, isn't he? Maybe. He gave his life for a friend of mine once. Then how come he's alive? Another friend of mine brought him back. I'm not sure what his brains made the return trip. Neither am I. I can see it. Ooh! Can you reach it? Have you got it? Got what, sir? Because these are the gauntlets, aren't they? Sir, emergency! I think I've been run over by a cab. And he keeps picking, and he keeps forgetting. It's just—it's absolute perfection. It's played so well. But I—I I love the character, but it does devalue Sontarans mm. as a threat. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you can re reset the clock if you know in future who's the Sontarans come back and. Strax isn't in it anymore, or they kill yeah. Strax for they see him yeah. as a traitor because uh, he is a disgrace Sontaran, isn't he? That's why he's yeah. a, a Sontaran nurse, isn't he? Yeah, it's the, the biggest dishonor you can give to a Sontaran warrior is make them into a medical orderly, isn't it? Yes. Um, he's trying to yeah, get his I, honor back, isn't he? Yes. I do, yeah, I, I do like him as a character. He's good as a. As a, as a secondary comedic character. But yeah, I think if they bring the Sontarans back, they would have to do it where 
they're absolutely ruthless off the bat. They'd that have to do something terrible. Kill Strax. To, yeah, kill Strax. What about that? What if about if they turn up and he's there and it's like, oh, I'm reporting, I've restored my honour, you know, field nurse Strax, and bam, gone. Yeah, could be, yeah. You know? I would do it. What do you think about his Victorian adventures? Um, I, again, I, I, I quite like the uh, Paternoster gang adventures, um, but they're, they are into comedy elements, aren't they? They're, mm. not, they're not believable in any way, shape or form. Is it ever explained how accepting people are of Strax when he's wandering um, I, the streets of London? I don't know whether they ever say something about a bloody perception filter or anything. They probably Because I do. don't remember. I've watched yeah. them. If I've watched no, them, I've I, only watched them once and then... You know, it's all very vague. I've I've got down here that he he often goes to Glasgow on his time off to yeah. pick fights. I think that's quite good. Yes, yeah. yeah. I imagine a lot of people possibly do. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think in a in a spin-off show like a Sarah Jane Chronicles or something like that, I think this this group works could work really well. But I think in Doctor Who itself, they're they're just a little bit too silly. And I've nothing against silliness, but. Yeah, you're you're thinking back to Time Warrior about how sometimes were when it was Time Warrior. Yeah, you wouldn't have Link saying about how he's, you know, um, what did he say? He's been genetically spliced himself and can can produce massive amounts of lactic fluid. You wouldn't have Link saying that, would you? No, no, it's... I I don't know whether you could ever go back to the... I mean, I I think they did with the Dalek. I think uh, Dalek, the story... It reintroduced the Daleks in an incredibly clever and good way until the last two minutes. Um, and it cried itself to death. Yeah. An idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think you could do it, but I think it'd have, it, would take a, it would take a writer of sort of the Robert Holmes variety to, to reintroduce them as anything other than... And I think this is, this is probably my issue with modern Who. And again, we've said this so often, it's not made for us. No. It's not made for us old folk. Is it made for kids? Um, and and kids love it. I mean, you, that that Doctor Who Adventures comic mm. um, that had comedy strax strips in and things like that, and it they love it. It works. And who am I to question that? When these stories were out, you know, the Matt Smiths yeah. uh, were out. I was working in a junior school, and it was so nice yeah. at playtime to have the kids going Santa ha. Santa. <laughs> that was a, that was actually a work of genius, wasn't it? To introduce that. That's, mm. I love that. That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something kids will lack on, latch on to. Yep, and they did, and they yeah. love, and, and they loved him. You know. Yeah. All right. Well, in this thing, I mean, you know, Strax is virtually a. Um, they, they keep wheeling him back, don't they? So there yes. are that, there are many stories that have had Sontarans since New Who come back. So yep. uh, some I've, I've made a note of is the first one with the uh, Sontaran stratagem, the one yep. with the car, as you said, the car air fresheners. Um, and that's 2008, if we take it as the time of production. Yep. So, so we've got a 2008 story with the 10th Doctor there. Um, they also pop up in the Pandorica Opens, Yes. With the 11th Doctor. 
Um, and that's uh, mainly because you get feeling they had a warehouse full of the suits. Yes, yeah. Um, that's the year 102 in Wiltshire. So we've gone back quite a bit there. Yeah. Um, and then and then we got a lot of Victorian stuff. 1892, 1893 with the Snowmen and the Crimson yeah. Horror and stuff like that. So, so I just thought I'd put them on the chart. Yeah, that was a good episode actually, Crimson Horror. I haven't watched that. I've, I've watched the Snowmen. Yeah. Um, because I wanted to uh, see uh, Strax in that. And, yeah, we've got to do Richard E. Grant at some point yes. uh, uh, as the adversary in that story. Um, all right, so these new versions, we, we, we can do it for Strax. I mean, we did it, did it for yeah. Derek Deadman. So uh, yeah. what do you reckon a um, design rating for Strax? Um, or Strax in his tuxedo? or No, in, in his, his armour. We're his comparing armor. all the armour um, outfits. I think the design is... is is okay like you said it's almost a it's, a, it's an upgraded but almost a cap, copy silhouette of uh, of links um so i think yeah i think the design works really well so I, i'd probably give that design a, a seven all right well i've got eight yep okay so seven and a half you always were more generous than me so. yeah indeed i'm more forgiving than you and effectiveness effectiveness um for the for the suit itself the trouble is i can't watch it now without going oh look at that latex bending oh look at oh now it could be that that's the Sontaran material that happens to look like latex and bends <laughs> like that but I just think there's so much latex used on foam latex overused as a costume and thing so I'd, I'd go down to a six for effectiveness six well I've got seven so yet again I'm uh, more, generous more generous than you yeah. all right so that plus that Divided by that, oh, it's a seven. It's a round. Seven. It's a roundhouse oh, seven. If it if it was Strax in his Victorian, um, uh, you know, uh, with his little bow tie yeah, and everything. Bow tie I love that. That's, <laughs> I think that's a lovely juxtaposition. That is. Yeah. All right. Where do you get that collar size? That's a collar size of about eighty. Isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Right. So, looking at all the, if if we look at the adversary ratings for the versions of Sontarans, yeah. right? Top of the pole is. Uh, links with a 10. As it should be. Yep. yep. Then we've got uh, Steyr, 8.25. Yep. Then we've. Quality, yep. yep. Then we're dropping 1.25 down to a 7 for Strax. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think he's about about sort of levelish with uh, yep. Steyr, isn't he? Below that, we've got. Uh, who have we got? Oh, yes, we've got Val and Stike from the two doctors. Yes. Yep. Everyone forgets that. Yep. We've just been talking about them, and I forgot. Yeah, I had to look back and see what their names were. And yeah, bottom of the pile, way down at the bottom, you've got old Derek. Derek. Bless him. Oh dear. Should never have been. Should, should never have been. <laughs> right, so that's that, right? Now, right. as I said, right at the very beginning, uh, we're talking Sontarans because of Matt. And Matt yes. actually was going to supposed to be on the show, but... Matt, right now, I mean, you know, since we've virtually started this show, we've been mapping the whole coronavirus uh, crisis um, in our, you know, in yes. our things. And, and it, it's a it, social document, isn't it? Social it is a social document. And yet, yeah, as things seem to be easing off a bit, Matt has actually uh, taken on more work again. Um, so he couldn't make it for tonight uh, for our uh, little recording because I, I was very interested to hear his views on Doctor Who being a uh, a newbie 
to Doctor Who. Yeah. What he Did thought you say he's of... not? He's never seen classics on television. He he has since um, oh, watched clips of it, but uh, no, I mean really, he he's um, knowledgeable, and his knowledge of. Doctor Who comes from his wife, who's a big Doctor Who fan, and as I say, they came over a few years ago, and I took them to the Doctor Who shop, and um, and so yeah, he's been uh, educated in Doctor Who by watching New Who, right? So it was very interesting what you were saying just then about your views on Strax and the new uh, Sontarans. Yeah, is the opposite to Matt because you got, come mm-hmm. from classic Who, and now have new who and you prefer you know what you grew up with right makes sense um so matt couldn't be on it but i asked him his views on suntar and so he he's uh sent me it back and i'll I'll read it out because it's very interesting because it seems to be almost the exact opposite of what you've just been saying all right not surprising. <laughs> Not surprising. So yeah. here we go. It's quite a lengthy quote from Matt, but uh, here we go. You're going to do the accent? Uh, no, 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 no. All right. So um, here we go from Matt then. Um, I'm, I'm a very late entry to the Doctor Who party, having only recently started jumping into full series viewings through various streaming services. But before watching full s- series runs of the show my wife did pick an odd episode now and again for me to watch with her blink i believe was the first of those that's a good choice wasn't it you know it's a good yeah it's a good introduction yeah not much uh not much doctor who in it not much doctor who but a good story yeah um when one christmas rolled round, she suggested the annual holiday season episode for an evening viewing it was the snowmen i didn't know much about what was going on and did wonder why the doctor had such a pronounced jawline this time round but I continued to watch anyway. The one thing I remember from that first viewing was how funny I found the memory worm scene with Strax. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, I thought of that as soon as you mentioned it. I think I wasn't expecting that type of humour at that moment, and combining that with the well-timed delivery from the actor portraying Strax, I really ended up liking that character almost instantly. With that fond memory going into a proper watch in the series, I was always happy to see that character appear on screen both before and after the episode. I do enjoy the character designs for the Sontarans, but I'll admit now that having seen the early versions from their first appearances in the saga, I probably wouldn't have had the same affection for them as I do having seen this Christmas Strax version first. So yeah, Matt prefers the the more modern one, because that's the one he saw first, and now looking back... Seems a bit odd looking at maybe a John Pertwee or a Tom Baker one being used to the new ones only. And you're the exact opposite. These new ones have come yeah. along and you've had decades, literally decades, of watching well, I, and re-watching won- the classic ones. I wonder if that's akin to, like, Dr. Smith in um, Lost in Space. So I, I remember Dr. Smith as the campy, friendly, but still slightly dodgy uh, season two and three, mm. and when I watched season one, first cut few episodes that he's in, um, you you can't warm to him. He's, no, he he's evil and played incredibly straight. Um, so I wonder if it's a case of that 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 Strax is a lovable character. Yeah, and if you if you got used to Strax as this is what Sontaran is, then you watch Lynx. Yeah, or God forbid, Derek Deadman. Um, <laughs> I hope Matt hasn't what seen the is, Derek Deadman uh, one. If it is, then <laughs> Matt, you've been watching the wrong one. Yeah. Then, um, 
then I, I could understand that, that you go, the, these characters are not as engaging, these characters are not as, as likable. Mm. Um, but I, yeah, I, I understand that. I think that's, that's a, a fair viewpoint. And I think a lot of fans that join New Who and then go and try and watch the classics do have that problem, don't they? I think. Mm, yeah. It's very hard to go backwards. Um, for us, it's easy because we, like I say, we grew up with this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know whether... Thank you, Matt, by the way, for that, yes, uh, for, 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 for your input. Shame we weren't here um, to blather on for an hour and 40 minutes. Um, before I go... Yeah, an hour and 40 minutes, yeah. Uh, before I go, I, th- I thought... Matt, do you think we should mention this shakedown thing? Shakedown oh, Return shakedown. of Sontarans. Yeah. I've you not know? seen that since it first came out on VHS. I, I had a friend who lent it to me on VHS, oh, right. but I haven't watched it. There are clips of it on uh, YouTube. Yeah, um, I, I remember when, when they did this, and um, fandom seemed to sort of say, this design of Sontaran, this is how it should have been in Two Doctors. This is updated, but... You know, scary. And I can't. I can't really remember. I remember it being quite nicely done for the time. But I don't know. I've not seen it in ages. I just remember it as a curio to have. You yeah. know, Caroline Ford and Jan Chappell and Brian Croucher Shame. there and all that. You know, in completely different roles to how we've seen them yes. be. You know. Um, does... I remember being vaguely disappointed with all of these fan spin-offs, like The Stranger, because. It could never quite be Doctor Who, and that's what we wanted it to be, wasn't it? Yeah. So we wanted it to it be was, Doctor it Who. It was almost, but not quite. Yeah. I've an, an abiding memory. I think they were on HMS Belfast or something yeah, like that. They, they filmed, filmed it on filmed a battleship. On ship, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I, I did find out that the the Sontarans look quite radically different to what we've... Yeah. Even more different than Derek Dedman's version, and that was due yeah, to... They were a bit. Yeah, I didn't like the colour schemes. I didn't like the no. fact that their suits were brown, and uh, their 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 yeah skins were like orangey brown with a lot of airbrushing. I seem to remember on on their skin. Um, yeah, but the reason they looked look. different, yeah, um, it was licensing agreements. Ah. They had to redesign it for the production. They couldn't copy the who. Did they ones. actually call them Sontarans? Well, the, it's in the title: Shakedown, Return of the Sontarans. So oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh yes, there we go. Yeah, I remember them now. Yeah, they're quite um, they're quite prune faced, aren't they? They are. Yeah, prunes. Yeah. In, in a chocolate not, not the, chocolate bodysuit. Yeah, yeah. The suits don't hold up well. It lo- it looks looks like a, a cosplay of a Sontaran. Well, that's effectively what the those yeah, real time picture things were, weren't they? Um, uh, before we leave the Sontarans, have you got? I, I hope you've got it. Um, you should. Um, have you got that uh, the action figure set, which are the two Sontarans and Harry? Oh yes. Oh, yes. I thought I you would have. I recently painted Harry. Yeah, I recently repainted I... Harry on the video channel. Right, channel. right, right, right. And ha- this is an odd question to ask a person. How many Sontarans have you? Uh, I've got those two, and I've got a couple of the modern ones kicking about somewhere. Right. Well, action figures or are, the Eagle yeah. Moss ones. No, no, the uh, the action figures, the the modern Sontaran figures are terrible because they got very weak ankles. Have they? 
they just yeah they, their feet tend to fall off and they fall over oh, so you, shocking I thought you meant that's where their probic vent is now well it could be it could be they, they move down a bit the two the two in the set with Harry are absolutely gorgeous and you'd still pick that up in B&M for like 12 quid your B&M by the can I just say you know you, you quite often on your YouTube channel say yeah. oh I've, I've picked this up in my local B&M my B&M doesn't have anything like your stuff. Nothing really? at all. No, it's all, it's all like some cheap, cheap rip-off Funko Pop things, and that's about it. All right, because we've got, uh, we've got B&M in Wrexham now, which is really good, but there's one in Chester, and it's like one of the main ones for the area, and they've got an absolutely amazing toy section. <sighs> well, they did. I mean, I can't go there now, I suppose, but... Um, no. But yeah, it's, they they seem to get everything. They got all the Mego Star Treks in. Really? And they got all the Doctor Who sets. Yeah. We don't get any of that. We're lucky to get a Hot Wheel. You should move to Wales. <laughs> yeah, but just for that. Just for that. Yeah. I'll go and work no there. Reason. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got the, I've got the modern Eagle Moth, Sontaran. Uh He's very nice. He's a good. I think it's actually um, Chris Ryan, isn't it? Yeah. I'll take a photo and put it. He hasn't got his helmet on, which is really shit. The older ones, I've seen them. The paint jobs on the faces are not good. Oh. They, they, they need a repaint. No. I always repaint the Eagle Mosses. Yeah. They're really nice because they're, they're a cheap figure kit, really. So I yeah. always repaint And the sculpts are really models, good. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, 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 they need a repaint. Yeah. I haven't, yeah. I haven't done got... one for a while. I have to do one soon. Yeah, you should, you should have a go at one. Um, I've got the... Um, the... Uh, Warlord Games sometime and set as well, kicking mm-hmm. around. I haven't, haven't made that yet. That's for the channel. I never did pick up the Daypole eight foot tall Sontarvan. Um, <laughs> I, I, I always keep an eye out for him, but he seems to be one of the rarer ones. You but, mean so, eight yeah, foot tall on the show, not the toy, isn't it? No, eight no, foot yeah, tall on the show. <laughs> but Daypole was so weird that their scales were yeah, that... totally out. So, like, John Pertwee's a good head and shoulders above Tom Baker. Yeah, no. That... And the Ice Warrior. And the Cyberman. Something was up there, wasn't there? Yeah. Um, Yeah, there was definitely, I mean, that was, they all sculpted just down the road in uh, Hagoflin. And uh, having met the people that that used to do the sculpting and that, yeah, they probably never said the program in their life. No. Um, I remember your, um, you did a a review of going there for the drone magazine, and I remember you saying how how tatty it was. There was a Bessie outside, and everything inside was falling apart or something. Yeah, well, when I when I went there, they had um, they had had heavy rains, and the, there was a hole in the ceiling. Part of the ceiling come down, and it was just they hadn't even bothered like patching it up or anything. There was just water dripping in onto <laughs> stuff. It was, yeah, it was. I mean, I know there was a lot of issues behind the scenes with the uh, the husband and wife that were running it and all that sort of thing. But it was just such a shame to see. I mean. To, to most people, it's just tat in it. Mm. But to me and you and that and the fans, this is priceless yeah. artifacts that should be just looked after. Treated awfully. Yeah. 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 Do you know what happened to it? I don't know. What happened to the collection? Um, I think it was um, some of it was sold off. Some of it was distributed to other sort of displays and exhibitions. Ah, uh, right, right. But uh, all their stock, I think, was ended up getting sold. Cheap. I remember uh, a mate of mine went to uh, a toy fair in um, Ellesmere Port, and he said they the guy that used to own Daypole was there, and he was doing a a fifty p tombola, and everyone won a, like a bundle of Daypole figures for fifty p, and it's like <laughs> so he ended up with about twenty Daleks and some of the same. 
and it was the guy just wanted to get rid of them and wanted to give kids like a cheap treat. Um, but yeah, it's weird, weird old history. The Doctor Who. It is. Somebody should write a big book yeah. on all, all this aspect of it all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm sure, they have probably. All right, well, looking at the time now, it's 1.47. I think we're going to be over two hours with all the sound clips. So, yeah, so it's the shortest an... adversary with the longest... With the lo- lo- longest episode so far, yes. Yeah. All right, okay, well, that's us done for the day. And as usual on this show, it's time to announce what we're going to do next. Yes, and, and it's uh, your choice now, isn't it? Your... Yeah, because basically we're, we're resetting the clock, aren't we? We're going yes. to start our second run at the show, and this time I get to choose the first Doctor the first yeah, doctor's adversary know, yeah. i mean i mean, because i don't know i don't know this genuinely no. don't know it and i'm fascinated to uh, find out because you know i love all hard books all right okay well shall i give you a clue and let's see if you can get it in one you get one guess at it Go on, all right one little one little clue right for the very first time we're going to discuss a human adversary a singular human Human as opposed to... Human from humanoid. Earth. No, from okay, Earth. Okay, let me think. So a human from Earth... You get one go. I mean, the, the earliest one I can sort of think of, I might be wrong, other than like uh, the Crusade with Saladin and that, is uh, the rescue with where in Vicky and Bennett. Is it Bennett? Is that um, you, who you're going for? Go on, I'm going for that. I'm going for that. Yeah, wrong, rescue. wrong, uh, wrong. What is it? Mavic Chen. Oh, Yeah. Dalek Master Plan. Dalek Master Plan. Oh, we're going to have to discuss people in brown face again, aren't we? But is it? This is one of my questions. Yeah. Is it? Is that is what, what they are after? Yeah, I think so. It's not I mutation. So. No, I think he's brown face. It's the year 4000. A lot can happen. <laughs> True, yeah. I mean, the sunblock, he might have run out. Um... Yeah, so you've you've chosen the story where most of the episodes are missing. Yes, but through well the done. joys of loose canon, um, true, you yes. can effectively watch it or you can listen to it on audio. And uh, yeah. Mavic Chen, um, I've always liked Mavic Chen. It's Kevin. And it's Kevin Stoney. Our first uh, yeah. chance on this show to talk to, about Kevin Stoney. So, yeah, Mavic true. Chen. The, oh, look, I mean, to be fair, well, I, I have got that on my... Because I, I get when I go to sleep, I listen to um, Doctor Who on audio, and that's one of my go-to's. It's a Dalek master plan. There you go. So in that case, then you you can quote verbatim a lot of his lines. Well, half of them, and then I'll I'll just be making snoring noises because I'll have fallen asleep. All right, okay. We won't use that for the audio yeah. clips. I remember then. he. Um, I watched the episodes not that long ago, and I remember um, fascinated by the way he writes. Yes, and he his fingernails. In a very weird way. Yeah, I think yeah. he's got long fingernails or something. Yeah, there is something. There's some. Uh, th- this there's is one of the reasons right, I wanted to choose it. There's something not quite right with Mavic Chen. So yeah. I thought that would be a good uh, subject to discuss next week. Excellent. Did you um, have you watched the uh, Mission to the Unknown reproduction? The fan. No, no, no. It's actually really good. Really good. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Next week we're Brilliant. back to normal. To um, uh, yeah, Mavic Chen. Mavic Chen. Yeah. Mavic Chen. Mavic Chen. Yeah. All right. We've got to we, we've got to practice that. All right. Yes. Okay. Brilliant. All right. Nice one. Cheers, Ian. Right. Bye-bye. Nice bye bye. Bye.